0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, December 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Federal Reserve announced it'll keep buying debt until the U.S. economy gets better. The Chinese coffee shop chain Luckin Coffee was slapped with a penalty for fraud, and the popular online trading app, Robinhood, is being targeted by a U.S. state regulator for allegedly gamifying investing. Plus, we'll look at how America's largest businesses are thriving in the pandemic. While smaller ones are struggling, and how access to capital markets plays a role in that imbalance. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The U.S. Federal Reserve announced it'll continue to support the economy with large purchases of government bonds, but will keep the amount steady. Fed officials made their announcement after wrapping up their final meeting of the year yesterday, and here to parse the nuances is U.S. markets reporter Colby Smith. Colby, there was a fair amount of uncertainty going into this meeting about whether the Fed would adjust its purchases of treasury bonds and other government debt, but in the end, there, there was no change, Right.
1: Yeah, so they didn't make any changes to either the aggregate size of these purchases or the types of securities that they would buy. They committed to that they would be buying at least $120 billion of debt per month, which was the original amount. But they did specifically change the language around the time frame with which they would do so. And that was really important for investors, because from the Fed's point of view, it served as a commitment that they would be buying for um, a bit longer than perhaps people had expected. So what What they ended up saying on Wednesday was that they would buy at this pace until substantial further progress had been made in the economic recovery. Now, previously, they had just said over the coming months. And so this kind of commitment to keep involved and intervening in the market until you saw the substantial progress was an important distinction to make.
0: And I I have to assume this tells you a lot about how the Fed is viewing where the economy is heading, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've also on Wednesday, um, announced some projections for the economy, um, which did help give investors and economists some insight into how the Fed thinks the recovery is going to, to go going forward here. We of course have the short term pressures building with the COVID cases and the lockdown measures being put in place, which obviously is, is a concern to policymakers. But looking ahead to the end of this year and next year as well, it does look like we're going to get a bit of a stronger economic recovery than I think policymakers initially thought earlier this year. Now, that doesn't mean that the Fed is going to all of a sudden pull back its support. The outlook is definitely uncertain, um, and Chair Powell uh, did allude to that repeatedly during his press conference. But it does seem like, you know, over the next few years, uh, things are looking a bit brighter.
0: Now let's take a look at how businesses of different sizes have been navigating the pandemic economy. Large companies in particular have had a significant advantage over smaller companies. And one of those advantages is their ability to access financing. Robin Wigglesworth is the FT's global financial correspondent. He's been writing about this divergence. Robin, you tell a tale of two companies, American Airlines, a very big business, and one of its suppliers called GNS Foods in Arlington, Texas. They had very different experiences during
2: the pandemic, right? The real difference was how easily they were able to raise money. So American Airlines is already mega indebted but didn't have a huge problem selling, you know, several billion dollars worth of bonds into the big global bond market. But GNS Foods is small. It can never really tap the bond market. So it was already in talks with its bank. And those talks basically went nowhere as soon as the great COVID recession struck. And that was really you know, causing a lot of anguish for the, the founders that I spoke to. So, Robin, how did measures from
0: the U.S. government and the Federal Reserve make it harder for small business owners to navigate the pandemic and, and stay afloat?
2: Well, to paraphrase the Wu-Tang Clan, it's case-shaped recoveries are ruling everything around us these days.
0: Wow, was not expecting
2: a Wu-Tang reference. Fantastic, Robin. You tried to work the medication. <laughs> I think it's important to stress that the Federal Reserve didn't make it harder per se for small businesses, but it's just the nature of its mandate and what it can do means that its help naturally filters far quicker to big companies. So the main way that the Federal Reserve really stimulates the economy is by lowering interest rates. When that can't go any further, such as when interest rates are already at zero, it buys bonds. And the Federal Reserve bought trillions and trillions dollars worth of bonds in the wake of the COVID crash. And for the first time in its history, actually started buying corporate debt. Now, that was a huge boon to the corporate bond market where companies like American Airlines borrows, but doesn't really trickle down to the smaller companies. Ideally, it should trickle down a little bit, but in practice, it doesn't really help these smaller businesses. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about the problem
0: here, but what can be done to actually help small businesses during the recovery effort? Well, the
2: initial response was very understandable because you just wanted to move quickly and quickly meant that you were just buying corporate bonds. But most small companies in the US and elsewhere just have no chance to tap the bond market. They're just way too small. So we need to make sure that after the initial crisis, that we do something that reaches these small companies. In the short run, I think what would be good would be some sort of a loan guarantee program backstopped by the Treasury and maybe the Fed to incentivize banks to lend far more freely to these small companies. And in the longer run, it would be good to see something more structural and something more dramatic. And this could range from securitizing, packaging up small business loans into bonds. So the bond market does reach into that corner of the economy and then selling them on, or that the government itself incentivizes through the regulatory architecture for banks, or maybe through the tax code, to encourage banks to lend more to small companies. There are downsides to that, but I think for the American economy as a whole, that would be a major
0: boon. Well, we'll see if anyone picks up your advice there, Robin. Robin Wigglesworth is the FT's global financial correspondent, and it turns out a Wu-Tang Clan superfan. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for having me. Luckin Coffee is going to have to pay up in an accounting fraud settlement. On Wednesday, the Chinese coffee shop chain agreed to pay $180 million to settle charges of accounting fraud. The Securities and Exchange Commission said Luckin materially misstated revenue and expenses, which inflated its growth and downplayed its losses. Luckin agreed to the settlement without having to admit or deny the allegations. Luckin was described as China's answer to Starbucks, and its listing on the Nasdaq exchange was one of last year's most anticipated IPOs. But after the accounting scandal came to light, Luckin ousted its founder, and stock was delisted from the Nasdaq in June. Now, before Luckin was delisted, you could buy its shares on the trading app Robinhood. But now Robinhood is in trouble. On Wednesday, securities regulators in Massachusetts filed a legal complaint against the fast-growing trading app. They accused Robinhood of gamifying investing, aggressively marketing itself without regard for customers' best interests, and not putting in place controls to protect inexperienced investors. The companies faced similar criticism before, but Robinhood said it disagreed with the allegations and plans to defend itself. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.
1: Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools,